I've got a question for you. Tell me, please. So, what is it like to get a massage with your husband? Oh. <laughs> Here's my, the reason why I ask this. Yeah. I feel like there are certain experiences mm-hmm. that are just good solo. Yeah. You know, like, um, massage doesn't, I mean, you're not really chatting with Mm-mm. the hubs. Right? Right. Okay, so what's that like? You're so funny. So, <laughs> for those of y'all at home, over Christmas, for Christmas, Aaron got us like a day at this day spa, and it was like a couple's massage, and then there was like a little hot tub thing that you could go. Like a cold plunge? No, it was hot. It's hot. Yeah. Okay. So, and I thought, I mean, that's kind of like random, because like we both get massages, but we do it by ourselves by ourselves like you were mentioning so you're not in the same room you weren't in the same room with no I'm saying like on the regular Uh, got it outside of this experience yeah yes and so as it came as it drew near I was like because he scheduled it and I asked him I said how did we even like find this place and he said Groupon that's hot and I was like who even still looks at Groupon I didn't even know that Groupon (laughs) was still around did you I did do you get the emails? I don't get the emails, but they keep, they reach out to us. Oh, right, uh, right, right. Yeah, to sell. Just, but I'm like, no. Because Aaron can find some random shit. And this place, like, it was kind of random. It was all the way down near the stadium. Mm-hmm. And um, their website was, like, kept over-insinuating the privacy of the place. Mm. And I was just like, Aaron, what sort of place are you taking me to? <laughs> Seriously. And they have some very questionable art on the walls. Interesting. Interesting. And, and then, so then after I looked at the website, and I'm not going to. You became more skeptical. I'm not going to give it like a shout out. I'm not going <laughs> to. And I uh, I said, where did you find this group on? I'm like, okay, this is all making sense. <laughs> and I was like, this place looks kind of weird. And, he, and sometimes Aaron is just Aaron. And he's like, oh, I just thought it looked like a normal day spa. And, and so I kind of went in with, like, the wonky eye. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But it turned out to be fine. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't weird. I guess you could have made it weird, but, like, I, I didn't. Got it. Um, but, yeah, so we had a couple's massage. And um, I don't know. Yeah, you don't talk. You don't interact. At one point. It's I, not like a shared experience, right? No. At one point I asked him if he heard my stomach growl, like, <laughs> after it was over. Not, But not during. Yeah. Because yeah. my stomach growled because I was hungry. Got it. And I, at the end I was like, did you hear my stomach growl? <laughs> and he said, no. Yeah, so, because I feel like, like, a massage is like, it does nothing to have another person in the room with mm-hmm. you getting a massage. And to me, that's like a yoga class. Like, people will invite me to go to yoga with them, which is fine, but it's not, like, a shared experience. But like don't if, you like... Um, I like working out with somebody that I know. I know, but it's not like you're working out, working out, right? I'm not paying attention to to anyone else, yeah. especially in a yoga thing. Whereas, like, a workout, like, if you're partnering with someone and all that kind of stuff, that makes sense to me. But, like, going to yoga with someone... I think it's fun. ...seems totally random to me. It does not. I disagree. So, that's when you told me that you're doing that. I was like, oh, that's like going to yoga with someone. It's like, mm, that's fine. I'll go with you to go, but, you know. Well, guys, don't invite Kai to go to yoga with you because he'll go with you to go. I'll go, but... To go, but... Don't you like to, like, make eye contact in the mirror and be like, no, oh, this shit is hard. <laughs> or, like, oh, she sucks. I like to discuss afterwards about Roll your the eyes experience. a little bit. I'll do that in a class. I'll catch somebody's eyes and be like, oh, roll my eyes. Be like. I, I was in a class once, um, and there was a couple that just broke up. Awkward. And they made eye contact, and he gave her the bird. Stop! <laughs> in class! That shocks me. <laughs> that shocked the conscience. Yeah, was so that funny. here in Seattle? No, it was in San Diego. That sounds very California. <laughs> he just gave her the bird. Like, we're too passive-aggressive in Seattle to, like, be that. And I appreciate that. Really? I don't. I don't appreciate that. Um, okay. Oh, who are we, by the way? Oh, yeah, this is the great. Welcome to the great. Hi, that's Allison. And that's Kai. And we like, so a lot of people have been like, um, you have a podcast? Oh my gosh, you're a podcast. And I was like, yeah, it's me and my best friend Kai. We complain about things and we laugh at our own jokes. <laughs> That's 
<laughs> like the, that's how I'm hard stop. That's how I'm like describing it. And sometimes we laugh at each other. We both hate the same things, and that unites us. It does. Yeah, it's some gorgeous stuff. Um, so COVID question of the week. Okay. It, or actually, like COVID scenario of the week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we're all out here on the social meds, right? Yeah. And. I would literally never post my COVID status on the social meds because mm-hmm. I'm private mm-hmm. and I have the shame gene where I don't want to be judged for like getting COVID. Okay. But people out here will be like, oh, so-and-so has COVID. My husband is so sick. I, would, I wouldn't wish this. On. This is a true thing that happens. Okay, yeah. This is... I wouldn't wish this on anybody. Everybody get your back. He is so sick. My kids are sick. And then... I'm in a public setting, and this bitch shows up. Oh, no. Yes. That's not okay. And I'm just like... That's real sketch. So, I'm in this public place, uh-huh. and I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Because I don't really know her that well, uh-huh. um, nor do I follow her on the social meds, but somebody that was in this public public place with me pointed it out to me uh, and she was like okay her husband's positive and her kids are positive and why is she here and she walked in without a mask yeah and so um because i didn't you know kn- like i don't know i didn't know her i couldn't be like yo like what's up and so i had somebody else do it uh, and had yeah. them like reach out to her and be like i saw that you posted this on xyz um, and hold on, I'm going to point out to you, it was there. Uh-huh. So she went there and, you know, that's not cool, man. Yeah. So then anyway, I had this person reach out and she was like, um, well, I'm following the CDC guidelines. Mm, how convenient. Because, you know, the CDC doesn't care anymore. Exactly. What we do. <laughs> But then, I mean, I saw her on Monday. Today's Thursday. I mean, I might be giving it to you right now. I don't know. You might be. I feel like with everything, there's people that are going to post that kind of thing just for, like, the social media likes and the attention. The attention. But they kind of don't care in real life. You Mm. know what I mean? I don't think she cares. So I'm just like, be smart about what you post, you know? Because that that was dumb. That was stupid. Like, when I... Well, we already talked about this last week. But, like, when Aaron had it, I didn't tell no one. I didn't even tell you. You didn't. I told my mom. You told me, like, after the fact. I told you way after the fact. Yeah. Because we were just huddled up in our house not doing <laughs> nothing. Um, how much of of the, the banter and the conversation around COVID do you feel, like, impacts you, like you feel like you're getting sick because there's so much to talk about it and everyone's getting infected, da 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 da. Um, so, then we had another, another situation where um, some people that I was around, like, on Saturday, they were positive and they, you know, as a, as a good person does, they reach out to you and they're like, FYI, we spent an extensive amount of time with you um, and now I'm positive. And now I'm like, well, now it's been four days. And mm. so I don't, I feel fine. Yeah. I'm like, mm, mm, like swallowing to see if my throat hurts. Mine hurts like every single day. Like when you wake up? When or, I wake up and I'm like, I have the COVID. Guys. I know, but you don't. I don't because guess what? I got tested and it came back negative just today. You're so silly. I am silly. <laughs> <laughs> you just go get tested for funsies. I, it wasn't fun. I was I was a little paranoid, you know. It's like mm-hmm. okay, everyone running is getting it. I have this little tickle in my throat every morning. Um, my nose isn't running. So did, when you were filling out the paperwork, were you like uh, no symptoms or with symptoms? They did. Um, there was no paperwork that asked me that. About online when you were doing it registering. I, when I registered online, they didn't ask me oh. about that. At all. When I so Charlotte's had to get tested a couple times, and anytime I do it, it's like, does she have symptoms or no symptoms? Mm. So interesting. Yeah. Fascinating. I mean, and I felt like I got lucky with this time slot. You know, mm-hmm. it was through like the 
I found it on Reddit, actually. Yeah, yeah, of course you did. <laughs> Shut the up. The front page of the internet. <laughs> Such a snob. Anyways. Um, okay. I found it on the, on the internet, and, like, I got a appointment maybe two days later, mm-hmm. which is unheard of. Yeah, that's you know, pretty fast. That's pretty fast. fast. Um, so you know how I like to read. Mm, you love to lure that over me, yes. Continue. <laughs> you always make everything about you. It's not about you. <laughs> so I like to read. I've always liked to read. Yeah. And because sometimes I like to think of myself as a person that influences people, <laughs> I will post what I'm reading on the gram. Yes, you do that. And people will be like, oh, that, you know, we'll have some banter. Like, oh, I read this, or it's on my list, or mm. what do you think, yada, yada. So then every now and every so often... Somebody will be like, I just don't understand how you have so much time to read. Mm. Bitch, I don't have so much time to read. <laughs> Last I checked, we had the same amount of time in a day. <laughs> it's just I make time. So how much time in a day do you spend reading? 30 minutes to an hour. Oh, that's reasonable. Yeah. It's just like, um, it's just like anything else. Like, if... The person that I'm thinking about, they're like, how do you have so much time to read? Well, I'm like, well, I mean, you, there's little settings on your phone where you can go see, like, how much time did you spend on Instagram today? <laughs> it's probably, like, four hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Allocate some of that time. <laughs> well, and, and granted, it is a lot easier to, like, pick up your phone and scroll through than it is to, like, get your book out and, like, read things that other people have written. But, like, come on, don't, you're not brand new. Don't ask me that. <laughs> How do you have so much time? I don't. Okay, I got a lot going on. Yeah, they, well, they have time. They just spend it on Instagram and Facebook. Condo Pete. You and know? guess what? They're like, Instagram and Facebook, they have my number. Because I be scrolling. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, those ads that they have are so relevant to oh, me. Oh, okay, what are you buying? They're so relevant. What are you like, buying? God. Like, how do they know that I need, like, a little sponge holder in my sink? Oh, my gosh. I was like, that is something I need, <laughs> goddammit. How do they know that I need, like, um, another uh, organizer for my cast iron and my... Are you turning into one of those dudes that talks to himself in the kitchen and in the bathroom? What? what? No. My dad does that. He does that? What's he saying? He just talks to himself all the time. (laughs) No, that's not who I am. Okay. (laughs) Not not yet, anyways. (laughs) But those targeted ads are killer. I was like, this, I don't want you to like know what's in my brain. Yeah. But here you are. Right now I'm getting some... Uh, glasses that are like sick frames because I think I told my mom like I really want some like blue frame glasses and so I'm getting like mm-hmm. and I you know what they're not that expensive yeah. I might just buy them and your phone's listening the entire time Caddis that's the brand <laughs> it's like C-A-D-D-I-S I'm like 95 bucks I'm like maybe I just give me some blue glasses from Instagram are they prescriptions or fashion? fashion oh, I'm into it mm-hmm. um what else you got? What else do I have? Um, that's it for me in terms of like mini gripes and blase blase. Um, do you ever feel the need to explain yourself? Constantly. Why? <laughs> like there's so many. App- okay, so last week, a week ago today actually, was Charlotte's birthday, right? Yeah. January 6th. She's my little insurrection baby. Um, oh, oh, my God. <laughs> you remember that hot mess of the day? I do. Um, so, because I let her watch so much YouTube. Uh, oh, my, she saw that, right? During the pandy. Imagine. No. Um, for her birthday this year, I don't even know if I've told you this, IRL. For her birthday this year, all she wanted to do was go to Target, and she wanted to do this challenge where it's all you can hold, all you can buy. What? Yeah. She saw this on YouTube. Correct. This hurts my feelings. I mean, honestly, it sounded like a great idea to me because it took a lot of the pressure off of me. All I had to do was drive her to Target. And so we set up some parameters. She saw some children on YouTube... Going to Target or a store. Or going to wherever, yeah. She chose Target. And they just grabbed all the stuff they could. And whatever they could hold is what they got. Correct. Interesting. So, 
Charlotte's not going to get clothes or shoes or anything. She just wants toys. toys. So if you think about that, like, it's not... They're bulky. They're boxy. Right. It's not like she's going to... She has little arms. Correct. Even for a tall person of her age. Correct. So it, it wasn't going to be like, I'm spending $500 or anything yeah. like that. So I'm like, you know what? That sounds great. Let's put some <laughs> rules around it. Because you know how a child can be. We walk into Target and you have an hour. Like, the timer starts. If you drop everything... You can start over. Wait, it's an hour? We had an hour. Oh, God. I'm thinking five minutes. Oh, like a <laughs> supermarket sweep? Totally. You remember supermarket sweep? I'm obsessed. That was so good. With supermarket sweeps. So, um, if you drop everything, you can start over. But if you drop, like, one thing when you're, like, walking to the cash register... You gotta leave it. Yeah, leave it's it. It's a casualty of war. So, here's where... And we had a good time. And she had a blast. And we ended up spending $140, which <laughs> okay. I didn't feel like, that's like what you spend on a birthday, maybe a little bit more than what you would spend on a birthday, but maybe not. Okay. So here's the thing. January 6th, it's like close to Christmas, right? Yes. And here's our kid at Target, and she's like holding all these toys and games and Barbies and all this stuff. And I, and people are looking at her. <laughs> And I just constantly felt the need to explain. Then I'm like, I don't owe these people an explanation. <laughs> oh my God. So I didn't say anything. I, I was feel just like you should like, have had a film crew. No, that's you hear that, that? would have been yeah. Debbie She's been trying to get in. Trying to get in. This right, little daughter. Come and Deb. Hi, Debbie. But people were like looking at her, and then they were looking at us. And I, you know, I was like. I'm going to explain. And then I'm like, no, Allison, you don't have to explain. Like, it doesn't, they're going to leave this Target place, and they're going to forget about it, and it's not even going to be a thing. So that was my other little mini Greg. That's funny. Um. Oh, my gosh, I'm talking a lot today. It's okay. So my segue is, have you been watching And Just Like That on HBO Max? I have not, but I'm not um, opposed to it. I just have other things that I'm prioritizing. Yeah, that you're watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and just like that is the Sex and the City... Um, a little reboot. Reboot. Without Samantha. Correct. But they didn't write her off the show. Mm. She's just in London. I see. Doing her own thing. Okay. Okay. Um, and Keeping that door cracked open just a little bit. And Carrie texts with her, and, oh. and fake Samantha will text back. Oh, I fucking love it. <laughs> hey, girlfriend. Yes. Well, actually, actually, that's not the case at all. Like, well, they're not friends. So on the show, they referenced um, Carrie and Samantha having a fallout. Oh. So they're not like, you know, best buds. They're not me. Right. They're just, they're maybe rebuilding. They're being civil. Yeah, so... Uh, I guess, like, when, uh, you know, Carrie was an author, uh-huh. and Samantha was her PR rep, mm-hmm. but then when books went the way of, like, Kindle and Amazon and all that, she didn't need a PR person, <sighs> and that is what split up the two. Oh, God, that's smart. Yeah. I'm not mad about that plot line at all. But see, so, okay, see, I feel like so many people have gripes about it just like that, because, and it's like, no matter what they did people are going to be complaining about it. Well, I mean, the fact that they resurrected the show is going to be a gripe for some people. Yeah. They just wanted to leave it as is. They're mad about the movies. You know what I mean? Correct. correct so correct. you're right. There's like all kinds of things to complain about with a reboot. Or... But just like, why can't you just take it for what it is? Yeah, right. Like the New York Times has hella articles about like, and this, and this, and this, and this, and it's like, who cares? Yeah. Um, speaking of reboots, I watched uh, the Will and Grace reboot, mm. and I loved it because it wasn't like they were trying to like reinvent the wheel. You know, there was a little more political stuff which died off pretty quickly, mm-hmm. but it was like the same shtick and the same you know uh, personalities that you knew before. So I was not mad about it. I was like, this is kind of what I needed. Three seasons of this is oh, is it plenty. three seasons yeah. of and the reboot? I, yeah, and then it was done. So, I know. We'll have to look into that. I wonder how many, how long this is going to go. The Just Like That? hmm Well, I mean, who knows? Because, you know, now we got Chris Chris Knopf. Chris, Chris Knopf um, being a very terrible person, question mark? Question mark. Which leads us to our gripe today. Cancel culture. Cancel culture. <laughs> <laughs> um... I 
mean, how do we even get into this, Kai? Like, I mean, what so... do you consider? What is the definition too of cancel culture? Okay, let's get into that. Cancel culture has recently come about and, in the past, and therein is where I take my first uh, gripe, my little gripe with that statement. But continue. I'll get back to it in a second. Okay. Um, it seems predominantly to have originated, like, people get canceled online. Mm-hmm. And it's usually um, gaffes about race. And uh, hashtag Me Too have, has canceled a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And we're going to bring up some of these today. Grisha Whale. Um, and so basically, when somebody gets quote-unquote canceled... All of their endorsements are taken away and yanked out from underneath them, and what else? Basically, their status goes anyway, from one hundred to zero. Any their ways of like making money and having influence are canceled. Yeah. So you know, and I take this more on like a more narrow level, right? Because I feel like I've always been in the cancel culture. Yeah, I I work hard to not be canceled by Kai. (laughs) What I mean is like, (laughs) there have been people and companies that I do not align with, like in the past, right? Correct. And I just choose to not support them financially. I don't go and buy their stuff. I won't promote them. Um... However, I'm not actively trying to, like, rally other people to, like, adopt my views. Like, that's just me personally. That's not for me, and that's fine. They can exist without me, and that's that's where I stand on that. Um, so I am kind of pro-cancel culture when the person or the company um, doesn't fuck with you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You don't fuck with it. So, um, let's get into some some stuff. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, do you want to go first? No, because I've been talking so much. Okay. You go first. So the first um, thing I want to talk about, it's uh, it was one of my favorites, uh, Bon Appetit, the magazine, and the online mm. YouTube cooking entertainment segments. Um, and so let's kind of t- take this back okay. before May 25th, 2020. Oh, the day that will live. In infamy. Um, prior to this, uh, Bon Appetit, you know, they are, it's like cooking entertainment, mm-hmm. right? So they, they do a lot of stuff kind of, um, they want you to think it's on the cuff. And it's kind of sloppy. And there's, like, people that talk in the background. It's busy. Whereas something like America's Test Kitchen is very precise mm-hmm. and very uh, specific and, and science-y, which is kind of great, too. But uh, Bon Appetit had this other perspective, and it was really entertaining to watch, mm-hmm. right? Um, so they were killing it on the YouTube. They've got a lot of great content, and the personalities in front of the camera were awesome and fun. Um, they got into a little bit of trouble when um, they would have like a white guy show you how to make kimchi. Oh shit! Right. Okay. Um, and then there was another one where some guy in Philly was like telling you how to eat pho. Guys, <laughs> white people are allowed to cook grilled cheese sandwiches, <laughs> hamburgers. <laughs> We're allowed to debate whether a hot dog is a sandwich or not. <laughs> That's all we're allowed to do. You can talk about which mayo is mayo, which mayo is not mayo. Duke's <laughs> is the best mayo. <coughs> so the thing is, <laughs> it's not wrong for white folks to cook any of this stuff, Hot right? Pee. But it, it was just a little bit cringy to have um, white folks validate this type of food, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why couldn't they have, like, a cream person teach you what kimchi is Mm -hmm. or why couldn't you have a Vietnamese chef like Andrea Nguyen well and it's just like some of this stuff why is it so why does it take us you know the people getting cancelled to like put two and two together well and the thing is like they weren't cancelled for this at all it was just this like side eye of like 
why do we need white people to validate this food that's existed for such a long time? And why couldn't, like, you have, like, uh, an Asian person present this, you know? And then it falls all to, like, you know, uh, these people are bringing in views, right? And someone that's a minority might not have that, but also you're not giving them a chance to do that, right? So so this, that's a little bit of backstory, okay? Mm-hmm. So then on May 25th, 2020, uh, George Floyd is murdered in front of her eyes. Mm-hmm. And there was like a slew of uh, there's an outpouring of Black Lives Matter support and racial justice um, promises and demands from a lot of well-meaning people. But we also know that there was a lot of people doing it just because it was performative, uh-huh. right? So about a week later, Bon Appetit comes out with an Instagram post that says, uh, food has always been political. Okay. And then the caption goes on to say, um, you know, we are, uh, you know, haven't done the best job in the past with elevating people of color um, and telling their stories through food. And we promise that we will continue to do that from now on. Um, and so they were applauded by the audience, you know, and like, that's great. Da, da, da. But some people were skeptical. Um Enter a woman named Ileana Maisonette. Okay. And she's a Puerto Rican food writer who has contributed to Bon Appetit and other uh, high profile res- like cook- uh, cookbooks and websites before. And she says, hey, like before, let me read the quote exactly. So she wrote in response to that So before we go praising them for patting themselves on the back for showing solidarity, during a time when it would be bad for business to not show solidarity, maybe we can get some full print issues of the regional foods of Puerto Rico. And so she says that she had presented uh, Bon Appetit with this idea of, uh, let's do uh, a story on Afro Boricuas, people from Puerto Rico, um, who do like regional, um, rice fritters and who doesn't love a fritter we all love fritters right and so her response the response she got back was that's not relevant that was like maybe like five years ago relevant but that's not what people want today so they shot her idea down right and she is now saying yeah but like we uh you have other people in your um on screen that that can present but you're not letting them and um, she was just making a point that the ethnic food that was presented uh-huh. was done by white people, right? And so she got a lot of support from that. And so Adam Rappaport, who was the editor-in-chief, he responds and says, I agree with all of this. You know, we're going to do better. And um, publicly? No, this is through DM. So it's, you know, this is private. That's a great great question. So he's responding privately to her. But of course, she captures all of the stuff on uh, screenshot. And um, he goes on to say privately, you know, if you look at like Rick and Priyanka and um, Andy, uh, they can show the foods that they want to create that's ethnic, you know. And it was just him tokenizing these people. Like, these are the people that we have, and look what, we're do- what they're doing. And so he got lambasted for that after the fact, right? Mm. So then, a few days later, a photo surfaces of him back in, like, 2003, 2004, doing Puerto Rican brown face. Oh, merciful father. So he's at Halloween with his wife. What did he dress up as? He has on, like... Uh, baseball jersey and like a chain and he paints it on like uh, a terrible little beard and goatee thing um and the hashtag was boricua which means someone that comes from puerto rico why would he do that because they thought it was it was fun and edgy okay so that spurred of all this stuff about uh 
bon appetit and how they uh, don't treat their people of color workers the same mm -hmm. and then the pay stuff comes out that it's not equitable and then uh, one named Sola El Wele, that's how you pronounce it she's like um, one of the sort of front-facing YouTube people and mm -hmm. she says that she, sometimes she's not paid for appearances um, where her white counterparts are paid for the appearances and then that comes out and it shows that there's this huge inequity and most of the uh, staff writers who are of color, they end up quitting. Even though uh, Adam Rapport steps down, they just could never come to an agreement of, of what their talent was worth. Mm -hmm. And so there was a huge exodus. Um, I will say that a lot of the other popular YouTube uh, personalities from Bon Appetit, they stood in solidarity with the people of color and said, we're not doing any more until or unless they're um, compensated at least the same as we are. Um, some of them didn't um, align with them and they stayed on and I guess that's their prerogative. But that was sort of the end of it for me once they couldn't come to an agreement for you know a lot of the on-air talent to be compensated equally. Um, I canceled my subscription. So and what did you subscribe to? To their uh, magazine. Like the physical magazine? The physical magazine. That, that came in the mail that you don't check. That is correct. Surprising to me. <laughs> that is correct. Okay. Uh, but then it sort of exposed like this whole other uh, world of Condé Nast, which is the mm -hmm. media group that produces all these videos for Bon Appetit and Allure and GQ. Um, and it went up so far that Anna Winter's job was on the line, but it really wasn't because she's so powerful, mm -hmm. you know. But um, that was that's what happened to the Bon Appetit. Um, so folks. where are they now? They're trying to rebuild. I think that they have a strong following still. But there's one guy I just looked at this today. His name is Chris Morocco, okay. and he's like this, you know, pasty white guy that was like on air <laughs> Aren't before. Aren't they all? And. Um, he didn't say anything at all during this time. And he's like the, uh, one of the main guys now for on-air talent. And he had, he said nothing, but if you go to his Instagram page, uh, there's all this silence. And then he comes back with just like a, a promo for the new batch of on-air talent that are all people of color. Mm. But he never said anything during all the scandal that was happening. So it kind of fell in deaf ears and uh, he gets lambasted in his comments about it. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on, but but a lot of the people have left and they're doing their own shows and, you know, hopefully they're making the money they deserve. Yeah. You know. It's a good one. It's a good story. That's Bon Appetit. Um... Bon Appetit. Let's talk about... Well, I don't know. How do I want to segue this into, into my cancel? So I brought up a couple of people, or I, okay. I wrote about a couple of people. Does the name Leandra Medine ring a bell to you? Leandra Medine? No. Okay. Mm -mm. So Leandra is the founder of this um, website called Man Repeller. Oh. Have you heard of Man Repeller? I haven't. All right. So let me give you a little background <laughs> on Man Repeller. Okay. So she is um, an Upper East Side gal, born and bred, New York City. She founded this site in 2010 um, as a college student at the New School of Design. Okay. Parsons, I mm -hmm, think. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a fashion blog. Okay. So, and it's called Man Repeller because she was kind of... Think back to like the aughts and the the early tens. Yep. It was all about bondage dresses, like those really tight dresses, the juicy couture, like the low yep. jeans yep. and yep. the yep. midriff and all this. And her point of view um, was dressing kind of a little more avant garde, and it was man repelling. Like it wasn't anything sexy. Mm. It was. I mean, a lot of the stuff that like women are wearing now like Birkenstocks and so so it's kind of like when we did our fashion episode with Keisha mm -hmm. you asked the question do you dress for you or for um, another person you have such a good memory but that's kind of the thing we're talking about right yes yeah 
So so her perspective then is dress for yourself. It's yeah. not for no man. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a little um this word is annoying to me. Um, we can talk about this in <laughs> words and phrases, but privileged. I mean, she grew up mm-hmm. wealthy. Like Got it. her outfits of herself, um, even though they are like conventionally not "quote unquote" pretty, they're all designer. Mm-hmm. So it's all like all the the name brands, and it's like two thousand dollar outfits, and it's like right. Okay, you know, not relatable. Right. But, like, does she have a point of view? Yes, and it's interesting. So, anyway, her, like, little blog that she started in college blew up. And it was a company that employed tons of people. I mean, tons. 20 people. Okay. Um, I mean, it was, like, a a managed website. They did, um, they had tons of sponsored content. They had, SponCon, they (laughs) had a line of, like, shoes and clothing and bags and all this stuff so um same thing may 25th Mm. 2020 you know she stands in solidarity with et cetera et cetera and then people and yeah former employees this is coming yeah it's ringing a bell now so former employees are like, that's super interesting because all of the people of color on your team got treated differently. Mm-hmm. And in fact, when, and when the pandemic started, um, this one gal that was on the team, Crystal Anderson, um, she is a black woman. She got laid off and lost up. Like, she was the only black person on the team. She's the one that got let go. Some white people on the team, they all stayed there that were in, like, Leandra's, like, inner circle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is this ringing about now? It is now, yeah. So then Leandra... They're, like, her friends, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and she's young. She's in her early 30s. And she has, like, experienced all of this success and just by starting a blog that resonated with people mm-hmm. when she was in college. Um. So she was like, I'm going to step back from leadership and let somebody else take over. It's clear that, like, it would serve, you know, she does the whole thing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to step back. So then um, she steps back. Man Repeller just becomes Repeller because now Man Repeller, it's just like, well, it's not only, like, are we here to repel men, you know, Uh it's whatever. Anyway, then at the end of 2020, they just shut the whole thing down. So Man Repeller, Repeller... Everything is, is repelled. Just, is done. <laughs> yeah. He's canceled. So Leandra got canceled. Repeller got repelled. Um, and now Leandra is writing on Substack. And so mm. you can like subscribe to her thing. And I think that she's, uh, I mean, she was already privileged to begin with and like she's fine now. And it's hard to find a lot of sympathy for um, this Upper East Side privileged skinny white chick mm-hmm. always outfitted in everything designer that mm-hmm. would sit on the front row of fashion shows yeah however did she deserve to get like publicly canceled and I think like that's where I kind of want to like take this conversation like do people quote unquote deserve to like get shamed and have all of their their things taken away from them yeah I mean I think that that's that's hard um, um, Cause she said, a livelihood is not the easiest thing to come upon, right? But I think we're talking beyond livelihood with this person. Like, she's always going to fall on her feet because of, you know, how mm-hmm. she grew up and the securities that um, she has. So, um, did it hurt her? Probably not, you know? Like, financially? Yeah. Um, is she sad? Maybe. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> okay, but like, let's talk about, um, you and I know somebody mm-hmm. that got canceled. Yes. From something that they wrote on the IG. Yes. And, okay, so in our case, and we're not going to talk about this person because we don't need to put them on blast. Right. But, um, a normal person wrote something on Instagram, got fired from their job, um, and now what? So, like, in that moment, did that person, like, quote-unquote, deserve to get canceled? And then I think that there's an, a bigger issue in this scenario that we're talking about because uh, this person worked for uh, a 
well-known company and the company needed a scapegoat. And I think it was easy to to shift the attention to the one person so that the company could look better. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So I don't necessarily think um, that this person deserved to get canceled because the thing is, I, there's more context to it. Yeah. You know? Um, there was way more context to what was posted that was never heard about. Right. Um, and yeah, I don't know that, that, that is the sort of, um, dark side of social media, right? Mm -hmm. Is that something that you write, um, or something you say can be taken out of context and used against you so hard Mm -hmm. that it just explodes your life, you know? Um, and I don't know, I think that if you take, if, if you live by social media, you're probably gonna die by it. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's the risk of it. Um, I don't know, I don't know if the deserved is the right word, you know? Yeah. I don't know what the right word is. Um, I just am like, I don't think that somebody's livelihood, their reputation um, should all be gone for like one thoughtless moment and i think that the the problem is that privately you know that when you like you post something stupid and it blew up and you got canceled you know you have to in your heart of hearts that that doesn't define the whole of who you are Mm -hmm. right but for everyone else that doesn't know you and that they only see this incident that does define who you are and that's that's where it gets real creepy you know yeah and real sad um because like i have put some sketchy shit online i mean just the other day i was like i came up with a little story post and i texted you and i was like do you mind if i share this <laughs> i asked your permission and i was like Ugh. and you're like yeah don't share that and i was like okay <laughs> like it's you always have to like step back yeah. And be like, okay, am I just writing this because I'm, I'm emotional right now? I'm full of emotion? <laughs> or can I need to, like, sleep on this for a day? Yeah. Sometimes it's fun to emotionally post. But then you might get canceled. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't think I've ever... Have I ever emotionally posted? Oh, I've I've posted some sketchy shit. <laughs> I have. You know, I've done, I have done things that would get me canceled. Yeah. Um, and I have talked to my Catholic priest and confessed my sins. <laughs> um, speaking of posting sketchy shit, um, can we talk about the former sweetheart, Chrissy Teigen? Oh, yeah. She is a cyber bully. That's exactly. I mean, I just think it's can interesting that, like, did no one see that when it was happening? Because I don't pay attention to her, like, at all. Well, now she doesn't do anything. Now right. she's... But even when she's at the, at the height of her popularity, um, yeah, it's, she wasn't something that I paid attention to at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, the stuff that you, you know, that we're, you're reading... Aaron's talking so <laughs> loud. I'm so sorry. He's so annoying. No. Okay. He's just our background noise. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, like, because I didn't pay attention to her... But then once all that stuff came out about what she wrote to like Courtney Stodden, she was like, you know, kill yourself, (laughs) you know, all that shit. It's like, what are you doing? And I think that like people like that who, um, who get all this notoriety and feel this sort of safety bubble inside of what they post. And like, you know, it's no, um, you can't debate that she, didn't she her popularity came from her her posts right and, and her being a quote-unquote badass and her being like i mean she is reverence. funny she's funny and she can be right i know that you're but like, all this other stuff that she did you know she was like i want to see you when i take a dirt nap <laughs> exactly that's can crazy. you imagine like no look i'm not saying that courtney sodden is is like okay, a she's she's a mess she's kind of gross yeah yeah um but why are you paying so much attention? Like, why is it taking up so much of the rent inside your head? Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. It's so weird to me. Yeah. And then did you hear what she said to Lindsay Lohan? Something also. She said something poor taste. like, um, 
Every time she sees Emma Stone, she puts another slit in her wrist or something like that. That's what Lindsay Lohan does? That's, yeah. That's what Chrissy Teigen said about, about oh Lindsay Lohan. Oh my gosh. Lohan. She made... John Legend need to take a step back <laughs> and be like, um... Well, then she did take a step back. Thank God. No, when I said he needs to take oh, a step back and be like, what did I do? Okay. Well, I would say that I have a Chrissy Teigen um, pepper mill. board? Pepper mill. <laughs> I wanted to get her cutting board. Oh, really? Because there's a spot for your iPad. Like, when I'm cooking and oh. I have my iPad, I'm like, eh. Anyway. So that's, like, the only good thing that I, that I know about Chrissy Teigen. I don't know. She got a lot of flack, too, after she had a miscarriage. And she, um, or actually, or maybe she delivered, like, a stillborn baby. That, okay. And then she, like, posted immediately a picture of her, like, crying in the hospital. Oh. And she's like, oh, I wanted to capture the real emotion. That kind of thing. Yes. God damn. Why? Exactly. Why? Another reason to, like, take a step back. Yeah. Who have you been the most devastated by being canceled? Is there a person? Um, let me see my list here. I feel like there has to be. There's a guy. Yes. Okay. This kind of falls. This does fall under the whole Conde Nast Bon Appetit thing. Okay. You are very invested in well, the bone. I was. Cause, but things I didn't know about how these things were all connected before. Right? Did you even get my pun? No. You're very invested in the bone? In the bone. <laughs> <laughs> there was a guy there is a guy named Alex Delaney okay. who he's like this millennial like you know kind of hipster kind of weird skateboarder and he would do this thing where he'd like hang out in a city like New York and mm-hmm. go to 12 pizza places Yum. and eat a slice of pizza and like rape them into it right mm-hmm. it was like it was fun and he was like very uh, well versed and entertaining on camera so he was one of the, he was the first person on uh, Bon Appetit after George Floyd to say, hey, we're all going to do cameos to raise money for um, all these different uh, organizations. Mm-hmm. It was awesome, right? So they raised all this money. And then, like, there's old footage of him that surfaced where, um, you know, he uses the word faggot. Um, but in a funny way, that's like a bundle of sticks or some shit. Mm-hmm. But he's tra- he's trying to be edgy about it. Mm-hmm. And then there's another uh, video of him, and he um, baked a cake that, in the shape of a Confederate flag. Oh jeez. And that caused a stir. Oh yeah. You know, um, and so he had to go. He wasn't canceled per se, but he was put in timeout. He was put in layaway. Oh, like the other chick, Allison Roman. Yes. Who also had beef with Chrissy Teigen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Allison has bump, has come back from that whole yeah. thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she was put on layaway. <laughs> and she came back with her own little YouTube station. And she's writing a cookbook. Oh and I gosh. still love her. I love that she mm-hmm. was put on layaway. That's a good one. <laughs> but she also like... Is that copyright Kai? That's copyright Kai. Okay, I'm into it. <laughs> she needs to stop with the fucking anchovies. Like she, she, every, she does. does. No, no, not everyone does that though. It's so gross. I'm not into That's her signature. <laughs> and her red lipstick. That's her sig. That's her siggy sig. Anyways, so yeah. that that was my biggest disappointment. I would say is Alex Delaney because I was like, this guy's really cool. He's great. Yeah. And then that happened, and he, I think he was contrite about it. You know. Did it bother you when he said the F word? I can't even bring myself to say it. No. Because, like, you were a fan of him. I was, but, like, you know, he said, he was, like, super young. I mean, yeah, whatever. Um, And he's not gay? He's he's, not gay. Okay. He's not gay. But Andy Baragani, who um, is another um, Bon Appetit personality. You guys. Guys, I think we need to talk about cult. Cancel cult. Okay? Because. He's gay, and he said he was like disappointed in his colleague. Da, 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 da. So yeah. I didn't have to say anything because Andy said it for oh me. <laughs> Who else from the bone do we need to talk about? Um, Carla Lolly Music. Guess her name is Carla Lolly Music. That's a lot. That's a but it's name. so it's so good. It's a good. One. And she has a, like a thirteen-year-old son named Cosmo. Why do I know all of this? Yeah, <laughs> it's disturbing. Cults, I'm sorry. cults. We're talking about cults next week, and all the cults that Kai is in. 
Um, let me say one more that I'm disappointed in. Oh. Eduardo Jordan. Oh, from our town. Yes. Yeah. He's a local. He's a local chef. Well, we should save that for Seattle celebs. Okay. Remember? Yeah. We'll put it. Put a pin in. Put a pin Eduardo. In yeah. Yeah. Um, you know who mine is. Mm. The person that I that was de- that I was devastated when they got canceled. No, I Matt didn't. Lauer. We had a special uh, yeah. episode. Matt Lauer, yeah, yeah, yeah. And honestly, like Matt Lauer does some sketchy shit, but I cannot say for certain that I would not let him hit it. Fun <laughs> oh <my God>, guys. <laughs> Lord help her. <laughs> I cannot say for certain that if Matt Lauer came and knocking, that you would open that. That I would. I and would one open the things. <laughs> Guys, mm. I loved Matt Lauer. So, I mean, here's the thing. You, what is you the have, thing? You have to divorce <laughs> his personality and his past with who he is physically. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, when he got canceled, and it's, like, legit, you guys, like, it sounded like he was sketchy. Yeah. Like. He was dark-sided, y'all. Yeah, like. He was dark-sided. And also... Why does any office need a button that you can lock the doors where you can't get your ass up? Because he couldn't walk those 10 feet to shut and lock the door. No. That's why. Not okay. <laughs> any, well, first of all, there's like no such thing as offices anymore. Right, a, because right. of the pandemic. And B, because everybody likes an open space. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, it's all yeah. open floor plan in the right. 2020s now. Like a corner office isn't hot anymore. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, Matt Lauer, that one, that one hurt. Um, I'm gonna ask you something controversial. Oh shit! <laughs> Who do you think should be canceled, and that's not all of the Kardashians? Mm. Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> like, why do we still have the Kardashians? Um, I mean, the children love them. I don't get it's it. It's freaking weird. I know. Um, Aaron Rodgers should have been canceled, even though he's still fine, though. I mean, God. Nothing for me. It's just something about those people named Aaron. Mm, Chris Brown. Oh, I love Chris Brown. Stop it right now. You know I love Chris I Brown. I can't with you with that. You know I love Chris Brown. He is a domestic abuser. I mean, guys. You can't tell me his beats are that good. His beats slap. Though. No, you can't tell me that. <laughs> They're so good. Listen, I love Rihanna. I'm no, no, no. I'm going to say it. Anything you say after butt is bullshit. No, I love Rihanna. <laughs> and I love Chris Brown. I was hurt when he did what he did. Not as hard as she was. You fool. <laughs> Clearly, I was not as hard as she was. And I'm just not, not going to say but. And he has some bops. What about R. Kelly? Okay, he lost me after peeing on them girls in the closet. But see, where's the line? It's music. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I don't like his R and B. I prefer my Chris Brown's R and B. Thing, Lord. <laughs> so there we have it, guys. <laughs> you're just trying to get me on tape. <laughs> Who do you think should be canceled? Um, you're trying to set me up. You know I love Chris Brown. I told, just told you Chris Brown should be canceled, and he's not. He is thriving, okay. Surviving and thriving. Um, Kanye should be canceled, along with his little friends, little baby, and Marilyn Manson. I think the baby is canceled. No, but I think he's like, he's protected. I mean, if Kanye's like Saint Kanye comes and is like, come on stage with me, people are like, ah, he can do no wrong again. The baby is the one that talks about trans folks, right? Correct. That's where I want to am. Yeah. Um, but how about some good news? Is there any? There is. Let me let's talk about um, the pasta company. Lord, is it on Bon Appetit? <laughs> <laughs> this is very really food centric today, isn't it? It really is. Uh, barilla, pasta barilla. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I call you- it barilla. But <laughs> <laughs> so. In 2013. Oh, here we go. Is this is this the year that I moved to Seattle? Oh yeah. So all of this was happening during a very transitional time in my life. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I love me some pasta burrito. Okay. Right? The packaging was great. It tasted wonderful. And to that me, was, a noodle is that a noodle. was my go-to pasta. Okay. Right. The packaging just did it for me. Um, 
So the uh, one of the main shareholders, uh, he's like the, you know, the heir apparent to mm-hmm. Barilla. They Barilla. He um, <laughs> talking to uh, the famous, most famous radio station in Italy about sort of the marketing campaigns and all that stuff. And for out of the blue, he says, "Oh, I would never. Um, we would never package uh, with gay people on the package." Oh. Here he goes. And I was like, wait, what? And then uh, he said, oh, and we don't believe in um, gay adoption. This is when the whole gay adoption thing was a big issue, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so that was like, holy crap, what's going on here? Um, The family themselves said, that's not who we are as as a family, you know? And the company was saying, um, that's not who we are as a company. But this guy, like, kind of ran off his mouth. and there was all this fallout, you know? And he was saying that like, well, if gay people don't like that, then they can go buy a different brand. And that's what I did. I had to go to like, De Keko. <laughs> <laughs> I was not pleased about it. Every time I'd be going to the supermarket, I'd be like, I can't buy you, fucker, right? So here's- Did you ever choose Safeway Signature Select? Never, no, no, never. Um, I'm more of a private selection, um, QFC kind of person. <laughs> Um, so here's the whole, the shitter of it. the whole? So there's such a huge company. Sorry, Debbie. Like, billions and billions of dollars Mm -hmm. that, even if there was like a global boycott, Mm -hmm. they could lower the price by a few cents Mm -hmm. and make up that money, Mm -hmm. which is what they did, right? Mm -hmm. They actually made more money after that because they were like, oh yeah, let's lower the prices, whatever. And they didn't have to change. They did not have to because financially they they recovered, right? Mm-hmm. But the CEO of Pasta Barilla, um, whose name was Claudio Cozzani, I think he was at the time that he was the CEO, he decided, no, like, we're better than this. And he invested $5 million a year to uh, create like diversity and inclusion conversations. I love this. Um, and he made it a point to have like this advisory group um, connect with uh, the, the, the board um, and just to like give them more perspective on gay rights issues. So there's a guy um, named, what is his name? Kai. David Mixner. Not as fun as Kai. David Mixner was, he's a civil rights activist and playwright, and once named by Newsweek as the most powerful gay man in America. Ooh. So he was trying to connect uh, Guido Barilla with this guy, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Mixner, and Mixner turned him down four times. It's like, no, I don't want this apology you know, campaign. Mm-hmm. I'm not here for it. Finally, he relents, and he agrees to have lunch with the the bad burrito guy. And he tells the waiters, service fast. I want to be out of here in an, in an hour, right? Uh, but they stay for four hours, and they create like a friendship. And he remains um, an advisor to this guy, and he's like on this, this board, and... Um, there's like a lot more sensitivity you now, and like their packaging now has like same-sex couples eating the pasta, and it's just like it's a stronger company than it was before. And the thing about it is they didn't have to do it, but they chose to do it because it was the right thing. And I was like, yes. And guess who buys? Brilla? I was about to say the most important question we have is, <laughs> do you get your Barilla? One hundred percent. Okay. Our next gripe is, who can tell the difference in any sort of packaged pasta? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> pasta is pasta. I don't know. Especially packaged pasta that you get from the grocery store. Yeah, but you know, the packaging is cute. Yeah, I mean, you do, you gotta do your thing. <laughs> but, I'm really glad that you ended us on a high note. Good. <laughs> um, did you notice that they put an on-air sign? I did they? Yeah. Um, we just took a selfie. You guys get to experience this with us. All right, my friends. Um, 
thegripepodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up. Do you have topics for us to cover? Yeah. And who do you think um, got canceled that shouldn't have been? Or, or who does deserves yeah. get canceled? So you don't think that you don't think the Kardashians should be canceled? I have no opinion about them one way or the other. They don't take up any space. They, in your they don't take up anywhere in my head. No. They're just so irrelevant they're relevant they're irrelevantly relevant right relevantly irrelevant it doesn't matter all right y'all all right well um hitch up next time happy gripe day <gasps> bye, bye.